0: Jonathan's going to play a really sweet lick right now. It's going to be so good. This show has explicit language and most probably has mature themes. Oh, hey there. Welcome to Dexplanations. I'm Dexter Sorensen. What happens in this show is I look something up on Wikipedia and explain it to my friend David Gerondale. How are you, David? I'm well. How are you doing, Dex? It's been a pretty good day. Yeah, it's really nice out. Yeah, it's beautiful. It, it is. It's kind of warm. Uh, what are we going to learn about? We're going to be learning about logical fallacies. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. A lot of people I told that to thought that you would be really excited about it.
1: Yeah, I am. I, yeah. I, I like... There are quite a few of them that I don't know, and sometimes I find myself deploying them without even meaning to and just a knee jerk reaction. But it is nice to have kind of like some of them handy that way when you're like talking to somebody, you're like, they they start using me on that. Yep.
0: Or like, or if they start using it, you can catch them 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 out. Especially if you have the
1: name, you can just be like, that's a straw man
0: fallacy. Or like, yeah, you can just throw it out and they'll be like, ah. Yeah. What? Yeah, for sure. So, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about some terms in order to make the discussion more clear. And then we're just going to jump into the named fallacies. Okay, cool. All right. So, firstly, um, in our conversation here, when we say an argument, we'll mean a series of statements meant to persuade someone to draw a conclusion. Okay. Yeah. What arguments are supposed to be
1: but don't always end up being
0: in practice? Um, So, then there's deductive and inductive reasoning. And uh, deductive reasoning uses the arguments given to reach a logically se- certain conclusion. So, if you are like, if you like make a deductive argument, the conclusion should be certain.
1: Right. Like, um, if if A follows and B follows, then C, then A must, plus B follows. Must follow. Yeah, exactly.
0: It's like uh, like what Sherlock does all the time. Right. He also probably uses inductive reasoning. And that's to say where given the arguments that the conclusion is logically probable.
1: Okay, where where there's um it sounds like the main difference is a level of uncertainty. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like you could come to this conclusion and it seems, given your given the set of circumstances, that it's the most likely conclusion in your mind, but multiple conclusions can be can be arrived at given the arguments. Yeah. Or given the evidence provided in the mm-hmm. arguments.
0: Yeah, and uh, um, syllogisms, we're probably not going to talk about very many syllogisms because I didn't bring, a, bring uh, write very many, and I didn't write any of them, actually. This one's from Aristotle, but they're a type of argument that uses two or more propositions, and they're usually presented in three-line form. So here's an example. All men are mortals. Socrates is a man. Therefore, Socrates is mortal. Oh, okay, That'd yeah. Be uh, valid in deductive reasoning. Right, of um, course.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's only one reasonable conclusion to draw if we assume that all three of those are accurate, or the first the, two are accurate statements. Exactly.
0: So yeah, let's talk about validity. And an argument can only be valid if every present premise in the argument leads to the given conclusion. But it doesn't necessarily have to be true. It just has to be that the arguments given arrive at the right conclusion. So, an example- Right,
1: one of the arguments could be, in fact, false, but like, the deductive reasoning is still sound if you assume that the argument is true, and it happens to- Well, it's to-
0: valid, Sorry, thank you, sound. it's valid. So like, uh, an example of a valid argument that's unsound, all cups are green, Socrates is a cup, therefore, Socrates is green. Right, right. Because that's valid, But it's not true. And so in order for an argument to be sound, it has to be valid and all of its premises have to be true.
1: Okay. So the premises given must be accurate, must actually be true. And then the reasoning used must also be um, valid. Properly applied, yeah. Yes.
0: Mm -hmm. And so that's where we get into what fallacies are. And so in my words, fallacies are arguments that use shit reasoning. (laughs) in wikipedia's words fallacies are defects that weaken arguments but the thing about fallacies is they don't necessarily have a false conclusion
1: oh yeah 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 a broken clock is right twice a day like you can you can arrive at the right conclusion using incorrect methods
0: exactly um which brings us to the named fallacy and the fallacy fallacy it talks about just that so the fallacy fallacy is assuming an argument with fallacious premises has a false conclusion.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So you so you know that one of the premises in somebody's argument is false, and so therefore and then, you assume that their conclusion is also false. Yeah. But that's not necessarily true. Their conclusion
0: true. might their conclusion might be right.
1: Yeah, that premise might just be bad, but yeah.
0: Um then you have a false analogy. Whereas you make an analogy that doesn't really work because the two things aren't actually similar.
1: Yeah, yeah. When somebody tries to to phrase your argument in a with an analogy, but the analogy basically sets it up in a way that is not true to how you how it's set up in real life. Mm-hmm.
0: And then uh, there's a red herring, and a red herring is actually like a group of fallacies. So okay. like tons of different fallacies are red herrings. For example and what a red herring is is uh, trying to defer attention from the import, important issue. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, an ad hominem attack is a red herring. Because Oh,
1: yeah. That makes sense because you're 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 not looking at the argument, the the premises laid out anymore. You're actually making an attack on the person ma- laying out the premises. That's
0: exactly what ad hominem means. It means you're attacking the person and not and not the argument's The given. argument, yeah. Um, and there are different types of ad hominem attacks. Okay. Which are cool. There's uh, poisoning the well, which is trying to discredit everything a person says by presenting adverse information about them. Oh, so basically like, like you're saying like this like, person is a shit person, and here's why, therefore we can't trust, trust anything. Anything, that they, anything say. that they
1: say. Everything they say must inherently be false yep. because I disagree with this one thing about their moral character or a decision they made, or mm. yeah.
0: And uh, another type of ad hominem attack is Kafka trap, Kafka trapping, which attempts to make a person feel guilty, and then you use their denial of guilt as further evidence of their guilt. And this happens all the time with like, especially childhood arguments. You're like, "No, you can't even think of one thing," and then they're like, "Yeah, I can't think of one thing, but that doesn't mean that oh. that doesn't mean that I don't know what I'm talking about." Mm-hmm. And then they're like. Well, they're like, well, you don't even know one thing. And you're denying not knowing what you're talking about. So that's even more evidence.
1: Interesting. They're like trying to undermine your own confidence. Yeah. And the confidence that the audience might have in you.
0: Yeah. Kafka trapping. Another type of ad hominem is uh, appeal to motive. And that's where you discredit a person's proposition by attempting to discredit the motives of the person. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty straightforward. Yeah, that's pretty straightforward. And then another type of... Logical fallacy isn't a So we're, pe- we're done with ad hominems We're done now. with ad hominem.
1: Okay. And so ad hominems was a subcategory of red, of red herring. Are, is this next logical fallacy going to also be a red herring?
0: Um, no. Okay. So no. we're done with red herrings. We're done herrings. with red herrings. Yeah. Gotcha. Cool. Uh, now All we're right. going to talk about peels appeals yeah oh and you've heard like you've heard these happen all the time and there's tons of them like when we get after we do a few we're just going to list them as a list
1: okay that's fine uh my one of my favorite appeals to point out in in person is the emotional appeal um, and they might just be a broader ca- category of appeals, but especially when we play board games, yeah. there are certain, certain <laughs> like, of us who enjoy when, who when the that. chips are down sometimes making emotional appeals uh, to, to strengthen their odds <laughs> with the more empathetic board
0: gamers amongst <laughs> us. Why do you think I hardly ever lose Lifeboat? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: That's I a good one to make ever, appeals to emotions. I emotion. hard,
0: hardly ever lose Lifeboat because of my emotional appeals. <laughs> Well, they work. They do. They work. People, yeah. People
1: are emotional creatures. They yeah. do work. We all have empathy. Like, it's actually not a bad more. thing that emotional appeals
0: work yeah. because
1: sometimes you should just, you know, just have a heart.
0: Yeah, and uh, you could also appeal to uh, probability. You could say like, it probably is the case. Therefore, it is the case.
1: Oh, basically, just like t- taking the false conclusion, extrapolating the false conclusion because it's the most likely. It, you know, you can throw all
0: other possibilities. Exactly. And then you can appeal to popularity. And that one I even has a Latin name, which is argumentum ad populum. Okay, basically so you're what like, the everyone most everyone thinks this. Yeah, exactly. That's why that's why it's true. Yep. Which doesn't actually follow Doesn't
1: follow at all. It's, yeah. I mean we can all think of examples of things people used to think yeah. that none of us believe
0: to be true anymore. Mm-hmm. And you could appeal to authority. You could be like, somebody who has a lot of authority said this. That's, yeah, people with that's power. That's definitely true. Yeah, people with power believe it, so. But you could also use appeals to authority to discredit someone's statement because they lack authority on a subject. Oh, interesting. So, like, so like,
1: basically, uh, you can discredit somebody, attempting to discredit somebody's argument because they, for conclusion. instance, lack a, or their conclusion because they, for instance, lack a degree in Mm. that
0: in that field yeah
1: and maybe very educated or just maybe not educated but correct
0: yeah if you believe that one you probably won't trust anything that happens on this show (laughs) 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 so yeah let's read off uh some other appeals as a list okay um you already talked about emotion but you could appear to fear flattery pity ridicule
1: oh yeah those are all emotions yeah basically
0: the different yeah um, nature, novelty—you could be like it's new, so therefore it's true, or you could appear to wealth, which like Trump does all the time. Yes, um, certainly. And then uh, so that's that's appeals. Okay, which is yeah, a pretty fun one to use. And we all use those we in our daily use, life. Yeah. Like we're it's not trying to say that a
1: logical fallacy it makes you like y- if you use these you're a dirtbag. No, yeah. but like you should just be aware of what they are and know when you're using them and know that they're not a sound logical argument yeah um they're they're just something different and not everything needs to be a logical argument
0: no but if you know them then you can catch yourself and catch other people, other people and using you can them. be better at arguing yeah
1: especially if you're both under the assumption or presuming that you are having a logical argument at the time then yeah. you should look out for
0: these <laughs> that's that's yeah that's a good point so after we got appeals we got slippery slopes um, which is just saying that like a small thing will have a ca- cascading effect leading oh, to a much bigger negative effect. You see this one in politics all the, all time. the time. People are
1: unwilling to budge an inch because they claim that they're absolutely certain that the outcome will only lead to this cascading effect, without which will only have a negative effect, at all. without showing any... No, exactly.
0: Yeah, that one's pretty good. You guys understand that. Um, there's the straw man, which you already brought up. Um, that's just attacking an argument that wasn't presented by the opponent. Exactly. When
1: somebody says one thing, you say another thing that's similar and sounding to what they said, but not the actual premises that they laid out. You argue against something which you know you can win um, instead of arguing against what they laid yeah, out. Yeah, and it's
0: usually superficially similar.
1: Yes, exactly, exactly. It sounds similar, superficially similar. Yeah,
0: yeah. you could beg the question. Which I actually talked to you about on the balcony out here while we're smoking. And it turns out I was really just wrong about what Begging the Question is. Okay. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This podcast educates us more than anyone. (laughs) Yeah, more than anyone. Um, So it's a type of circular reasoning. Like, out there on the balcony was the reason I wanted to do this episode. And then I looked into Begging the Question and I was like, God, I was just wrong about that. Um, so what it really is is it's a type of circular reasoning in which you state the conclusion as support for the same conclusion. So it's also could be said as stating something as if it's already a fact without been proving.
1: Okay so like I I don't I don't want to I don't want to offend anyone but I have heard for instance um, self evidence of the authority of certain holy books being presented mm. by the fact that, well, God dictated God this, dictated that holy book. And so, you know, it's true. And then when people are like, well, how do you know God dictated? Well, because it says so in the book. And so we have to trust in the authority of the book f- before we can trust. That's, that why, it's any a, of the that's premises why it's a type of, of circular reasoning. Exactly. You have to trust in the authority of the book before the authority of the book can be proven.
0: Mm-hmm. And, uh, Uh, Another cool, another cool named one is a gambler's fallacy, and that's where thinking a previous random thing's occurrence affects the next thing's likelihood. Oh my
1: goodness! Yes, Uh, like a lot of gamblers, especially with like slot machines or a lot of things, Mm -hmm. think that uh, I lost
0: three times, so I have a better chance of winning.
1: Exactly, as though uh, though. The chance builds up. If you have a 50-50 chance of something happening, like let's say you flip a coin ten times and you get tails nine times, your chance of flipping a heads on the last time is 50-50. Nothing has changed. There's no accumulation of luck debt or whatever this notion is. If
0: you have five boys, um, your chances probably of having another boy are 50
1: 50 50 50 yeah exactly like all things held even yeah you're going you have 50 50 chance of having another boy
0: i'm not exactly certain about that because i'm not sure like how well that's why i said all things held
1: even um from what i understand the timing of ovulation and um uh intercourse has a lot to do with it okay like you know it's the sperm that determines the sex not the egg and male sperm are faster and die sooner and female sperm are slower and um live longer Oh, and huh. so ovul- timing ovulation with intercourse has a lot to do with it.
0: Cool. Uh, there's, anyway. <laughs> there's a nirvana fallacy, and that's where solutions to a problem are disregarded because they're not perfect. That was just exactly how Wikipedia said it. Interesting. Um, yeah. Because so...
1: they're not perfect. So they basically, unless they satisfy everything perfectly, it be- likeliness isn't good yeah. enough.
0: Yeah, or because because like you get a solution to a problem, but it doesn't fix every single thing that you need to be fixed. I see. You just throw away the the entire, entire thing. Solution. Yeah,
1: science would never get anywhere if no. if scientists dealt with things like that. We have incomplete theories yeah. all
0: over the place. They're working. Mm-hmm. So yeah, after the Nirvana fallacy, you got ergo, post hoc ergo propter hoc. Post. Post hoc ergo
1: propter hoc. Yeah. New band name. I um, call it.
0: That's uh before this, therefore, because of this. Before this, therefore, because of this. In Latin. Okay, yeah. And so what that means is it's like stating or believing that something... Hap- something that happened before is the cause of a thing that happened later, without showing sufficient evidence.
1: Okay, basically stating that you know the the causation, the series of events, without providing any real yeah. evidence in support of it.
0: And you can also use it to say that avoiding of the thing, the avoiding that thing that happened first, you can avoid the thing that happened afterward. Okay. Without providing sufficient evidence, the the first thing was the root cause initially.
1: Okay, so you could say, for instance, like um, let's say that we legalized marijuana, and then like five years later, um. I don't know. Like any anything. kids.
0: Kids are still failing in Oregon.
1: Yeah. Ki- like our school system isn't doing well. And somebody, a politician comes along and they're like, well, yes, the schools aren't doing well. And like graduation rates aren't doing well because we legalized pot without giving yeah. any evidence in between. And like that's their platform. That's the state. Politicians do that all the time. Yeah,
0: all the time. Um, <laughs> they also cherry pick, which is uh, cherry picking is just like basically suppressing evidence.
1: Yeah. Picking only those premises that support your conclusion, deciding on the conclusion and then picking those premises, cherry picking those premises which
0: support it. And confirmation bias is is probably the most common example of cherry picking where you're like, well, this happened maybe twice, so that confirms what I said.
1: Okay. Yeah. Confirmation bias also helps with things like, for instance, shark attacks. Like a lot of people. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's frequency bias. Um, People think, never mind, that's frequency bias. People hear about shark attacks uh, more often than they hear about like, you know, wild hog attacks. And so they think that sharks attack more than wild hogs. Sorry, different thing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You also got false analogies and false dichotomies.
1: False dichotomy is one of my They're, favorite. Yeah.
0: The analogy one is pretty pretty straightforward. You just yeah like, we and it, we
1: talked about that kind we of... We uh, about it. Uh, false dichotomies. Yeah. I used to argue with one of our friends all the time and accuse him of coming up with false dichotomies uh, because we would, we would be arguing something and then uh, they would set it up as, well... My argument, and then and then versus this, or like, my, yeah, yeah. And it's either, like, well, it's, it's either it's this not, or that. Exactly. It's not either or. There's this whole plethora of options yeah. in between.
0: It's not black and white. Yeah, exactly. It's just like stating that the given options are the only possible options. Politicians
1: love to do that too. Yeah. Just like we don't, we, if yeah. we
0: if we like allow abortion, then we won't have any more kids.
1: Exactly. These crazy false dichotomies. Like if we allow gay marriage, then that's also you know, a
0: slippery slope. That is, just, yeah, exactly. Um, and a lot
1: of these go hand in hand together. Like, there's a
0: a lot of they, times they are. They're all kind of related, exactly. And a lot and, of
1: times when a politician is speaking, you can you can like write down like dozens of logical fallacies that they're using in just one paragraph.
0: Yeah. There is also a logical fallacy called "no true Scotsman." These <laughs> things just have so good, such good names. Um, so, "no true Scotsman" is when you change a generalization to exclude a counterexample. So like you say one thing and somebody hits you with a good counter argument and you're like oh no what I meant was this excluding the thing you just mentioned.
1: Okay, okay, yeah. Basically, where you you make a broad statement that you want a bunch of people to accept, and then as, son, as soon as someone provides an example of how that's not true, you walk it back and in fact but make them enough. feel yeah, make them feel kind of pedantic even. Yeah, you're like whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, obviously, I didn't mean that. Yeah, I meant. Except for that case. Duh. Trump loves <laughs> to do that one. Yeah. His White House is always talking, his press uh, court is always talking about how how he means what he says and it's obvious what he means from what he says but then every statement is totally ambiguous and there's a, a million different meanings you could possibly take from it. It's
0: pretty obvious he didn't really mean that. Yes. It's, he meant what he fucking said. Yep. Um. So yeah, no true Scotsman. That's a really fun one. Another one is uh, chronological snobbery. Like I said, these things just have great fucking names. Chronologicals. <laughs> the chrono snob. <laughs> the chrono snob. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so chron- chronological snobbery is when a conclusion is dismissed because the other thing, which was held by the speaker, is clearly wrong.
1: Oh, I see thing. you you have made a false conclusion or argument in the yeah. past to this person. And so and now like, they just discredit every, every argument everything you make you ever out say. of hand.
0: Because yeah, because you said some one thing that was clearly wrong. Yep. They're like, "Okay, no. They won't your, Yeah, they belabor the point. They dismissed. keep bringing
1: it back to look that what, one look time what he where, said." Yep. Even though the rest of your argument may be sound and it still supports the conclusion without what exactly. the, whatever mistake and, you may
0: have made. And uh, as we said, there's the fallacy fallacy. Which is just by showing that one of their arguments was fallacious that their the, whole the conclusion, conclusion is fallacious, fallacious, yeah, which is probably not always the case. Yeah, it's I think it's often not the case. A lot yeah. of times
1: people are right, but for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times, you know, the world is a complex place. A lot of times we know the right answer, but we don't always know why it's the or right how. answer or how. And so sometimes we have ideas. Uh, about why it's the right answer, and sometimes those are incorrect.
0: Mm-hmm. I can
1: remember dozens of times where I knew the right answer, but I didn't know why it was the right answer. Yeah, yeah, we've dozens, we hundreds. In there. Yeah, I mean, this episode probably. Yeah, yeah,
0: like with begging the question. Yeah, exactly. Um, so another another guy in this list of uh, logical fallacies is called ignoratio elenchi. Oh, my God, yeah. these do have great these names. Great. Yeah, uh, and that's missing the point. So that's making an argument that may be valid, but they don't address the issue in question.
1: Oh, I see. Yes, yes, yes. It's somewhat similar to a straw man
0: in some ways. Yeah, um, and, it's, and it's kind of, maybe kind of a red herring. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I mean, and all of these overlap to a degree. Yeah. Well, like, categories do. Catalogic. Is using multiple inconsistent arguments to support the conclusion. So, like, oh yeah, when people just like pile on insufficient arguments, and like quantity is going to make up, yeah,
1: and they do. Sometimes they're self contradictory.
0: Yeah. Uh. (laughs) What? And then the next one, I laugh because it's called poo poo. (laughs) (laughs) uh, (laughs) The. uh, That's the entire name of it. It's just called poo poo. Yeah. Poo poo. Oh. P o h p o h. Uh, no p double o h. Uh, but that's dismissing an argument because you deem it isn't worthy of serious consideration. Oh
1: man, you poo poo it. Like, yeah. You poo poo it. Like, yeah. You're just like nah, no this is bullshit. That's fucking no. You're Louis, ridiculous. Yeah. You are ridiculous without ever stating why the person has like stated something that's so absurd.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then there is a two K which is you also, these are all pretty much in line, uh, that's dismissing an argument because the person making the argument doesn't follow with the premise of the argument. So that's like the preacher not practicing. And then being like, well, the preacher doesn't practice what he preaches, therefore what he preaches is wrong. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah. Then you got hasty generalizations.
1: Yeah, I see people try to do that with-, with The two like,
0: okay.
1: Yeah, with like a lot of- um, like people will talk about for instance Gandhi, I know people like to do this to Gandhi or yeah. like to Einstein and stuff like that. They point out Einstein's infidelity um uh or like Gandhi's yeah. Gandhi's infidelities and they and then try to basically say, say that, that their message or like a lot of things that they said should be discredited or not be held as Martin Luther King. Yeah, exactly, and that their ideas shouldn't be held in esteem because those men
0: made or those people in general made decisions that didn't follow with what they were saying. Exactly, they didn't follow the same moral principles or logic. Which could be true, but that doesn't mean what they're saying was it was any less. Was yeah, unsound. exactly.
1: Yeah, they were mortal, um, regular people. Yeah, I mean, and what make what makes them so great is that they were regular in a lot of ways. Yeah. Anyway, sorry.
0: Yeah, so let's continue. Uh, that's too um Another one that people do all the time is a hasty generalization, where you arrive at a generalized conclusion without enough evidence to support the conclusion. Yeah, I'm just like, nope, that's it, dude. Especially with like,
1: truisms, like people
0: think like yeah. things
1: people have held to be true just because people have held it to be true for a long time, and like people say it's so, and so it's so, and so people make generalizations without any ev- evidence.
0: Yeah. The opposite of a hasty generalization is a slothful induction
1: <laughs> a slothful induction <laughs> a slothful
0: inju- induction so that's when an argument is denied its proper conclusion despite overwhelming supporting evidence so like you're given an argument that just has like overwhelming evidence and then you're just like no that's not true like no i don't believe that um without like giving much supporting evidence it's the opposite of a hasty gen. Because okay, okay. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yep. The last one is one that I really like. It's called, uh, onus Probande, or that's the burden of proof. And, uh, that's like switching the burden of proof because the burden of proof oh, lies I on understand. the person with the claim. Yep. Like, uh, you've heard of Russell's teapot. Yes. Yep. Exactly. It's like, I Uh, think you should explain it though. Yeah. Bertrand Russell said that if uh, he were to tell you that there was a teapot floating in between earth and Mars uh, around the sun, but he was also very careful, to stipulate that it was too small to be seen by any telescope or human imagery that we have. You probably, you, you shouldn't say, or wouldn't say, yeah, there, there is a teapot out there. Like you should, you would be right, like, exactly. you'd the be, burden, like, you'd be the, like, no, prove it to me. That yeah, prove a, it to me. The burden of me. proof.
1: Yeah, if I say if I say that you know there are magical dragons flying around this very room, but they're invisible and, and you know make no sound and you can't detect them in any way, um, the burden of proof is on me. It's not on you to prove I'm wrong.
0: Yeah, Carl Sagan said, "Extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they do. They do. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything else you want to get over with uh, logical fallacies?
1: No. I think, I, yeah, I, I definitely got to vent my, uh, my two cents on logical fallacies, both on perpetrating them and uh, calling people out.
0: Exactly. So, yeah, good work, us. Um, that's it for this episode. explanations is recorded at Rabbit Pen Studios in Eugene, Oregon. It's produced, edited, and provided sweet intro licks by Jonathan Cunningham. Likely, I got a bunch of things wrong. Email me about it at dexplanationspodcast at gmail.com. If it's warranted and I have time, I'll bring it up in a later episode or do a new episode about it. Um, I actually just set up a Patreon so you can support the show. Become one of my most cherished listeners and get a shout-out on the show. Become a beloved listener, and I'll send you notes I make for each episode. And there's even an option in there for you to choose a tattoo to put on my leg. Check it out. If none of that's in your wheelhouse, that's cool. But do consider telling your people about the show or liking and subscribing. We already have our first... And it's kind of crazy. We already have our first cherished and beloved patrons. Uh, This is fucking exciting. So our first cherished patron is none other than Jonathan Cunningham. Jonathan, you you didn't have to do that. Like, it's great. Uh... Like really, thanks, John. Thanks, John, for supporting. And us. our first motherfucking beloved patron is my longtime friend, is my longtime friend Ben Pearson. What a fucking man! Hey, go uh, Ben. Yeah, seriously, wow. Uh, we need to go disc golfing soon, and uh, check your sh- check your inbox for the show notes. As for you, your nails look very healthy today. Nice nail beds. Bye now.